the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen, you want to have a life where you're never alone, you're never afraid, and you're never without? Would you like to live in a life like that? you got to get in this book. Abide in this Word. Let this Word abide in you. Get anchored to the Word of God. You will never be afraid. You will never be alone. You'll never be without if you're in the Word of God. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. We're looking at the word anchored as an acrostic. We looked at what happens if we, as a church and as a nation, will anchor ourselves to the Word of God. We discovered that if someone will anchor themselves to the Word of God, you will always know the will of God. The second thing I want to talk about this week is that you will never be alone, you will never be afraid, and you will never be without. Can someone say amen? amen. So my first point is this. For someone who will, who, will, who will attach themselves, anchor themselves to the Word of God, you will never be alone. I want to show you this old verse in Psalm chapter 37. It says, once I was... I was young, but now I am what? I am old. You see, an old person can see something that a young person cannot see. You've gone through a lot of things. And the psalmist said, he says, you know what? There is one thing I have never seen. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Now, the word forsaken, I want to teach you something, comes from an Arabic word, azab. Everyone say azab. The word azab means to be distant. It means to be by yourself. It's a word that sometimes was referred to as being single. The word azab is like when a spouse dies, or if if you've ever been through a divorce, you feel this aloneness, or... If you've never, ever been married, there's this feeling, sometimes I've talked to single people where you just feel like you're all alone. It's really an emotion that just speaks to feeling alone or, or by yourself. And the psalmist said, once I was young, now I'm old, looking back over my life, there's one thing I have never seen. I've never seen someone who was serving God and honoring God who ever felt azab or forsaken. And the reason for that is the moment, and I mean, I, I mean the moment that you give your life to Jesus Christ, God 
puts his spirit, his presence inside of you. That's why the righteous are never forsaken. John chapter 14, verse 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor, and this counselor will be with you for how long? Forever. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, when Jesus gave the great commission for us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the end of that, he says in verse 20, and surely I am with you always to the very end of this age. Some people are fair weather friends. What that means is as long as the weather is good, they'll be your friend. But as soon as trouble comes, they disappear. I want you to know that the Lord God is an all-weather friend. He's here in the good times, and he's here in the bad times. Now, there is a prerequisite for you never feeling Azab. If you, if, if you feel Azab, you need to think about this. Because in order to never feel Azab, in order to never feel forsaken or alone, write this down, you have to invite him in. I can 100% guarantee you that you will never be alone if... You invite Christ into your heart. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, because a lot of people hear his voice but don't open the door. They don't want him coming in. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. And he with me. I'm always amazed during the political season that people are willing to pay $35,000 to have dinner with someone who's running for the presidency. All the while you got Jesus, the Son of God, who wants to come in for free and have dinner with you. That's a pretty good deal. And even if you're here today and you feel like God is a million miles away. Let me tell you, he's not a million miles away. He's here today in this room. You may have walked in here feeling Azab, feeling alone, feeling forsaken, feeling as though no one cares, feeling as though you're all by yourself. But trust me, the Lord Jesus is here today knocking on the door of your heart And if you will simply open up your life and your heart and ask him to come in, he will come in and dine with you and you will be able to dine with the Lord God on high. That's number one. Number two, you'll never be afraid. You'll never be afraid. We read that a few moments ago in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Do not be afraid, little, little what? Little flock. What are you afraid of? You know, I've heard this, and and I've read it, and I might have even said it, that the Bible has 365 fear knots, one for every day of the year. Lloyd Ogilvie, in his book, Facing the Future Without Fear, said there aren't 365, that there's actually 366. There's one for every day of the year, including leap year. Now, if you tried to count or find the verses that have those two words, fear not, you probably aren't going to find 365 exactly because... There's really only about a hundred verses that have those two words side by side. But really only one would be enough, wouldn't it? The most often repeated command is the command, fear not. 
Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. The most often repeated command in scriptures. You would, you would think that if you're reading through the Bible and you saw that thing almost a hundred times, you would understand that perhaps God put us on this planet. Yes, there's a lot of scary things going on, but God desires for us not to be afraid of any of it. You might have heard the story about the mother who sent her son to go out on the back porch and to get the broom. And the boy goes back to the back porch, it's enclosed, the light's out, it's scary, he's scared. He opens the door about that far, he doesn't want to go outside there in the dark, and so he runs back to his mama and says, Mama, I, I, I don't want to get the broom because it's dark, it's dark out there on the back patio. And the mother says, Son, don't worry about it, Jesus is out there, go get me the broom. And so the boy, he runs back out to the back patio, he opens the door about this far, he's still scared to death, and so he just says, Jesus, can you please hand me the broom? (laughs) You know, when you understand that the presence of God is in you, and you understand that the promises of God are true, you have absolutely nothing to fear. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I used to think that verse applied to just when you were being tempted, that you could overcome temptation. But that's really not the context of that that statement. 1 John 4 is talking about anything in this world that, that attacks you, that you have the ability to overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Now, here's the key. Write this down. The key is abiding in him and abiding in his word. John 15, 5 talks about abiding in Christ. And Colossians 3, 16 talks about the word of God abiding in us. I want you to say the word abide. Abide means to dwell, to rest, to live, to exist. Let's think if I said I'm going to abide in church. It, may, it would mean that you lived here 24-7. Just imagine if you lived in here. This, this would become your abode. Your abode. It's almost the same as uh, I'm going to abide here means this becomes my abode. This is where I live. Well, in the same way, you and I should desire to abide in Christ. We should want to abide in the Word of God, to just live. Think about that. Just living, living, existing, dwelling in Christ and in the Word. And the word abide is interesting. If you study the Scriptures, there's really a dual, what I call a dual flow. We abide in Christ, and what does Christ do? Christ abides in us. And if we will abide in the Word of God... Guess what the Word of God will do according to Colossians 3? The Word of God will abide in us. And just imagine if you would, living every moment of every day, not just coming to church once a week and digging into the Word of God, but imagine if every day of your life you were just living in the Word of God. You know, there comes a time, there comes a time where it's almost like a boat that's being tossed back and forth in the waves of the sea. There's actually a story in the Bible in Acts where the 
the ship was being torn apart. They had to put ropes underneath the ship just to hold the ship together from being torn apart. And the Bible says in, in Acts, it says that they had, lost, they had lost all hope of being saved. They knew they were going to die. And one of the things they did was they threw the anchor over. It says they threw the anchor overboard and, and just dragged along. They were basically just holding on. And there comes a time in your life where it seems as though nothing else is going to work and that all you've got left is just to simply to hold on. And I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that that's what the Word of God can do. He can turn your mess into a message. He can turn a test into a testimony. He can turn your trial into a triumph. If you have the fear of dying, you need to read through the Word of God and you will discover that there's eternal life in Christ Jesus. There's no need to have a fear of dying. When you, when, you, when you abide in the Word of God, you understand that you have eternal life in Jesus Christ. If you have the fear of getting older and all the problems that come with that, you read Psalm 37, once I was young, now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and you'll learn that God will never forsake you. If you have a fear of sharing your faith, you read that scripture like we did earlier in Matthew 28, where he says, and lo, I will be with you always, surely I will be with you always. If you have the fear of failure, then you read Matthew 19, verse 26, it talks about all things are possible with God. If you have the fear of the dark, you understand as you read the Bible that the Bible becomes a lamp unto your feet. If you have a fear of the future, you read Romans 8, 28, where we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. And if you have the fear of provision, like, well, how am I going to get through these next few years, these next few times of, of tough, tough times here, uh, you, you've got to read this and you'll understand that God's going to provide you, which is my third point, is that you will never be without. I want you to write this down. The key to never being without is the complete opposite of what you think. There are three quick things. First of all, it says to seek his kingdom. We read that earlier. Verse 31, Luke 12, 31, seek his kingdom. And what is God going to do? If we seek God's kingdom, what will God do? He's going to add all these other things as well. We somehow think just the opposite. We've got to see how much we can collect for ourselves and that somehow that's the victory and that's the joy. No, God, God says that if you want to seek something or desire something, the thing that should be priority in your life is to seek God's kingdom first. Seek God's kingdom first, not the things of this world. You see, the real battle today is not the battle between the rich and the poor, the haves and the have-nots. The real battle in our world today is the priority of our hearts. Is God first or is your job first? Is God first or is your family first? What's most important to you? Is God most important or is your hobby most important? Is God first or is pleasure first? Is God most important or is money most important? Is God most important or is sin most important? First of all, we're told to seek God first. Number two, write this down. We're to sell our possessions. That's the opposite, again, of how we think. The first eight verses of verse 33, sell your possessions and give to the poor. That doesn't say give to the lazy. It says give to the poor. We're to help those who are misfortunate, those who cannot help themselves. That's a biblical command. But this is what leads to true riches. When we take our time, we take our talent, 
and we take the treasure God gave us and we use those entities to help those who do not have when we are serving others is where we gain true riches. The third thing he says is to sow towards your future. Verse 33, sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure where? Now look at this, it says a treasure where? A treasure in heaven that will not be what? Will not be exhausted. Where no thief doesn't say steals, it says no thief can even get near it. First of all, there's not going to be any thieves in heaven. Amen, amen. But if you, whatever you do here on this earth for the kingdom of God, stay with me. Whatever you do on this planet for the kingdom of God, you're laying up treasures in heaven that will never be stolen. In fact, a thief can't even get near it. The Bible says no moth can destroy it. And I hate to break the news to you, but there's coming a day where everything you have of material wealth and matter, there will come a day where none of it will matter and that the only thing that will matter the only thing that will matter is what you've done here on this life to lay up treasures in heaven and I know things are shaky right now You say, well, pastor, how are we going to make it? Well, according to what we read here today, God's going to take care of you. I believe that. If you you seek his kingdom above anything in this world, you take that which you have and you use it to serve others. You sow towards your future. God will take care of you. I want to read this. I I know you've heard it many, many times. I don't know if I've ever actually read it in church, but I want to read it today. One night I had a dream. I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. And across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and one belonged to the Lord. But when the last scene of my life flashed before us, I looked back at the footprints in the sand, and I noticed many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I've noticed that it happened at the very lowest and the saddest times in my life. That really bothered me, so I questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, that you would walk with me all the way. But I've noticed during the most troublesome times in my life, There's only one set of footprints. And I don't understand why in times when I needed you the most that you would leave me like that. And the Lord replied, My precious, precious child, I love you and I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you saw only one set of footprints, It was during those times that I was carrying you. 
Listen, you want to have a life where you're never alone, you're never afraid, and you're never without? Would you like to live in a life like that? You've got to get in this book. We've been trying to get you as a church to journal through the Word of God. For those of you that have been doing it for the, since the beginning, guess what? It's become a habit to you. Some of you have yet to even get started. And I'm telling you, you're, 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 fighting, you're fighting this world by yourself. We, we've, you know, you've got to get back and make a commitment to get in this book every single day. This is not just something we're up here at wasting time. I'm trying to get this nation. I'm trying to get our city. I'm trying to get this church. I'm trying to get your family, your eyes, and your heart back in the Holy Word of God. You brush your teeth every day. You take a bath every day. You eat physical food every day. There's a lot of things that you do every day. You need to get in this book every day. And I'm telling you, if you'll get in this book, start today. If you haven't started, start today. And the next, do it every day for the next 30 days. It'll become a habit. The rest of the year will be a breeze to you. Start today. Abide in this word. Let this word abide in you. Get anchored to the Word of God. You will never be afraid. You will never be alone. You'll never be without if you're in the Word of God. Let's stand and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, thank you that you never told us that if we became a Christian, we'd never have problems. That is a false doctrine, false teaching. When you become a Christian, sometimes you even have more problems. But the thing that you've promised, God, is that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, that we will never be without. And there are some here today, God, who need to make a choice. They need to make a decision. Are they going to go this thing alone? Are they going to live the rest of their life, Azab, Azab in it, being forsaken? Or are they today going to open up the door of their heart and invite you to come in? And that that the two of you, you and them, will have dinner. You will eat with them and they will eat with you. And that they'll never be alone, they'll never be afraid, and they'll never be without. I pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? 
God has an app for that. Problem with crude language or gossip? Struggling with prejudice? Brokenhearted? Anxious? Or depressed? God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our new Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service starting May 5th. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages, but we're going to have food trucks before the service. In the first few weeks, the food is going to be free. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend, or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays starting May 5th, at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All information on dates, service times, and locations can be found on our website, shepherdchurch.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.